it's official and it's awful. Aaron Rodgers has a torn Achilles. What that means for him, what that means for the New York Jets, plus which AFC contender should be the most concerned following an ugly week one performance. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What up and welcome into another edition of Locked On NFL. I'm James Rapine. He is Tony Wiggins. We have a ton to get to, including our week one power rankings from the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you so much for subscribing on YouTube, following wherever you get your podcasts, and being an everydayer here on Locked On NFL. Today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And Tony, let's dive right into it. It was confirmed on Tuesday that Aaron Rodgers has a torn Achilles. It's awful for the Jets. Obviously, it's awful for the future Hall of Fame quarterback. And I think the question, the biggest question now, because Aaron Rodgers has a long recovery ahead of him, where do the Jets go from here? There's multiple reports that they've reached out to quarterbacks. I'm pretty sure Diana Rossini was the first to report that. They're going to add someone. What do you think they should do? I think they should go with Zach Wilson and uh, until it doesn't work. And the reason why is because I realized the way they're structured. He was the, the guy that they picked, and, and then they brought in Aaron, and they thought, okay, for a couple of years he'll learn under Aaron. But I saw something by our own Peter Bukowski of Locked On Sports Today and Locked On NFL. He listed all of Aaron Rodgers' injuries over the last since like 2013 and i didn't realize he had been banged up that much yeah and to com compound that he's right at 40 or close to it or whatever if he has a history of being banged up and he's older then you had to know you were one player away from having to play that kid up again and that your dream of having him be the quarterback two years from now uh was going to become a reality that you didn't want so it's a case where it's a it's a rare case where I would have had three guys on the roster. I would have had him. I would have had another guy who has played games before, and I would have had Aaron. But now to go out and get someone and bring them in that doesn't know the playbook, that hasn't been working out. Everybody keeps talking about Tom Brady, and Tom Brady looks like a a swimmer right now. He's so skinny, uh, and he was never like the the biggest dude in the world anyway. But yeah, he he just, he, he just looks like a dude who hasn't been trained in the play. I heard people say that Kaepernick contacted them, and if that one happens, I'll go out and fly a plane tomorrow because you already know what, what's going on with that. It's just that any team, and I, you know, I've seen people tweet out stuff like, "Don't laugh, your your team is only a bad play away from this happening." To you can say that about probably of the thirty-two teams in the league, twenty-nine of them are in that situation where if they lose their starter, this season's over. Sure. So, yeah. And yeah. That's where no, I'm at I, with it. That's where yeah, I'm at with it. They got to go I, with the kid that, that they have now. I, I think a couple of things. One, I agree with you on Brady. He's not coming back. I still make the call, and he's going to say no, and it doesn't get out. It probably wouldn't get out. Who cares? It doesn't matter. I would make the call just in case. 
that said, I agree with you. He does look leaner than, than he did during his playing days, just when he was honored over the weekend and, and we saw him. So that's probably not happening. Outside of that, I think you sign a veteran, whatever veteran you think is best. And you're right. You roll with Zach Wilson. And here's why. This team, did they or did they not beat the Bills on Monday night? They did. Oh, they did beat the Bills on Monday night. Mm-hmm. They are talented. And I'm going to pat us on the back, Tony. You know why? Because these Jets, we were right about them. Yep. I don't think they're going to the playoffs now. I think that's really tough to do in the AFC. But, man, is that roster talented. <laughs> that defense is legit. Given Josh Allen fits, I think the fact that they were able to recover from that mentally – and I know Allen donated the ball to them a couple of times. By the way, one of the interceptions was a punt, and it put the Jets on the five-yard line. The reason the Jets scored on that possession is because Brees Hall is the man and had an 82-yard run. Like, these Jets are good, and I think they're going to be competitive. It doesn't mean they're going to win 10 games because there's a lot of question marks around Zach Wilson, but I still think they're going to be competitive, and you're able to keep your, your first rounder. Don't make any don't make a mistake there. That's a big deal. The fact that they're going to be able to keep their first round pick and not give it to the green Bay Packers. The fact that this happened now and not three and a half months from now is huge because there was play time playing time incentive. So now it's a second rounder that gets sent to the green Bay Packers in exchange for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if Aaron's done or not. I think he uh, will probably make that decision another day. It's probably an emotional time as he's just, going through it right now, similar to J.K. Dobbins, who obviously suffered a torn Achilles as well. So I like these Jets, and I think they're feisty. And so whatever quarterback they add, I would add someone that you think can complement what you have in Zach Wilson, not make Wilson look over his shoulder instantly. It doesn't mean if Wilson struggles, you don't go to that guy. But instantly, I think you try to throw everything behind Zach Wilson, give him some confidence, and see if you can get the most out of him. I defer every time I want to kick off. I put my defense on the field first, and I would live with my running game. They got three running backs. Brees Hall looks like a star. I mean, wow. he he looks good. Now you got Dalvin Cook in a complimentary role where he's still going to get 12 touches a game. And, and then they still have Carter, the young kid, My, uh, Michael Carter. So I would, I would just pretend that I was wearing the uniforms of the Tennessee Titans who won a bunch of games with the same formula that you and I are talking about right now. And here's the difference. The difference is you're not sitting there asking Zach Wilson to diagram and diagnose 30 plays a game. No, we're going to do that. He's going to, we're going to throw a lot of dump offs, a lot of quick outs, a lot of slants, mm-hmm. a lot of plays to the running back. We're going to run the ball. We're going to play defense. And just when they think it's over, I'm going to play action and I won't let that kid sling it because that's one thing he can do now. You give him a you give him a throw that he's supposed to make, he'll do it. You, you get he gets in trouble when he has to start guessing and he has sure. to start figuring things out. But as far as I saw him make a couple of throws last night, I was like, damn. I mean, just major zip on the ball. So there are throws that he can make, especially when the team is is all greased up and worried about the run. And now you hit him with the play action, max protect chipping mm-hmm. linebackers and you get both of their receivers out in one-on-one situations and you let him just let it fly. You now got to hit one or two big plays a game with the way that your defense plays and the way that your running backs can chew up clock and make teams have to come up into the box. So you just have to change your mentality. You know what Robert Sala has to do? He has to somehow become the San Francisco 49ers. That's what he well, has to do. 
you know what that's dependent on. And we're right. going to really see if Sean Payton was right about Nathaniel Hackett. That's yeah. what we're going to see because you have to scheme around a probably below average offensive line. I think they will be below average for the rest of the season, a quarterback that has talent, like you mentioned, but isn't great, but you have the weapons, right? You, you have multiple receivers. I like their tight end room. You have multiple running backs. It might not be the stars of some of these other teams, but man, Garrett Wilson's really good. The talent behind him is, is solid as well. I, I think they have a shot to be competitive, and I agree with you. You stick with Zach Wilson, and we'll see what Nathaniel Hackett can cook up. We know that defense is legit. Some of those weapons are legit. And so we'll see about the New York Jets if they can hang in it. Now, let's go from the Jets, who I had as an AFC contender, and you had as an AFC contender. Now, not so much, even though we'll think that we think they'll be competitive, to other AFC contenders. The Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, all losers in week one. Who are you concerned about the most? That's a question we will answer coming up next right here on Locked On NFL. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On NFL fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft, scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And Patriots running back Ramondre Stevenson had a tough time in week one against the Eagles and saved his fantasy value with six catches for 64 yards. Expect him to get going on the ground in week two after doing little with his first 12 carries of the season. The Dolphins got gassed for 208 yards and two touchdowns by the Chargers. Stevenson's burst and quickness make it an even more favorable matchup against Miami's pass rush oriented front. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same goes for your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. From brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. And look, when you're looking for something as simple as headlight bulbs, like I was for my Toyota Corolla, eBay Motors has it delivered right to your door. It's easy. You can get the work done fast and no need to mess with going anywhere in person, eBay Motors is the place I trust, and you'll love them. Keep your ride or die alive at eBay Motors or eBay.com slash motors. Again, eBay.com slash motors. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. James asked me which contenders I am worried about. All of them. I would say that I'm worried about the Bills because Josh Allen looked god-awful in a big game on a big stage against a team that had just lost their quarterback and couldn't muster up any more than 16 points and just terrible play. In fact, the safety that caught three uh, interceptions last night, he had it in his contract that he got a bonus if he got mm -hmm. three all year, and he got them all Whitehead. in one game. Yeah, Whitehead, yeah. young kid. Uh, I believe that's the same guy who played at Pitt, but – Here's my thing, man. 
I want to be concerned about the Bills, but I'm not because Aaron Rodgers got hurt last night. And even though they won that one game, I don't think the Jets can beat a whole bunch of those other teams that have to play with Zach at quarterback unless they do what we suggested in the first segment. And that's really, really flip and turn some things around. But I got to tell you, man, the one that I'm really, really concerned about are the Bengals because I absolutely did not see that coming. I did not see less than 100 yards passing. I did not see uh, can't block anybody up front being dominated. I don't know if it was because it was early in the season or it was bullying the board material, calling all those dudes short and in the defensive backfield, or if it was just to the fact that you do need reps if you're a quarterback and you can't sit out the whole preseason and now you come in. But it was just uh, something I did not foresee happening. So I'm going to go with the Bengals because I had real high expectations for Cincinnati. I get it. I totally do. I, I think – it's such a tough question because you're looking at the Bills against the Jets. The Jets defense clearly has the Bills number. They just do. And, and they just play that way against Josh Allen. I think the Browns are the same with Joe Burrow. They have Burrow's number. They have this Bengals offense number. They, they've given up 16 total points their past two matchups in Cleveland. Halloween night last year and then this past weekend in Cleveland as well. And then you look at the Chiefs. And I don't think anybody's concerned as long now that they got Chris Jones back, as long as Travis Kelsey's all right, then they're fine. I, I think of the three, assuming that Kelsey is healthy, the Chiefs still very confident in them. If he's not, I would be the most concerned of the three. Like if he misses another week or two, that's a lot because he is their offense. He's what makes that go. I know Patrick Mahomes is the man, but they need a go-to guy and they don't have it. And so that aspect, Kelsey, is obviously a huge loss, even from an attention standpoint, not being on the field. That said, I get where you're at with the Bengals. The difference to me is we've seen them struggle with the Browns, and we've seen them rebound after slow starts. Mm -hmm. Zach Taylor's only won an opening week game once <laughs> since becoming head coach of the Bengals. Damn. They've struggled in Cleveland. Uh, Joe Burrow's 1-5 and five in Cleveland. I think that's just a rough matchup for them. It, it, not that you shouldn't be concerned. But to me, the Bills, it's the same issues. Not being physical enough to, to defend the run. Brees Hall shouldn't have ran wild like that. That's insane. That should never happen. You know what else shouldn't happen? Them not being able to run the ball up 13-3. to three. And they can't. And the other part that's concerning is Josh Allen continues to take hit after hit after hit. And outside of Stephon Diggs, who are you banking on in that offense? That's the other part of this where it's like, all right, go to guys. I get digs, but when he's locked up, where do you go on offense? I'm not sure they know that yet. I think they're hoping Dalton Kincaid emerges. He showed a little bit on Monday night, but not a ton. I know they really liked him and what he did in the preseason in camp, but I would say the Bills because they they need to be able to have a second element to their offense other than Josh Allen just doing Josh Allen things and Stephon Diggs bailing them out, getting open and, and being great. Like Someone else needs to emerge whether that's the ground game, which I think is the easiest path, or someone not named uh, Stefan Diggs making big plays in the passing game. So if I had to rank them, I would say Bills, biggest concern, two Bengals, least concerned Chiefs. They've been there, done that. Assuming that Travis Kelsey is healthy, Chris Jones is back, nothing really need to be concerned about in, in Kansas City. So I look at the, the mistakes. I look at the mistakes that, that everyone made, right? 
And your point is is really good about uh, Cleveland, and and they have good corners. Like you ain't gonna make a living. I don't care how good a receiver you are. You ain't gonna make a living just whooping Denzel Ward all day. That's just not. You know what I'm saying? That's just not gonna happen. Especially when you got Miles Garrett rushing the passer. So there's some things that go along with Cleveland for a team that wants to pass the ball a lot. That you look at and say that's a problem that a lot of people have. Then you look at the problems that the Chiefs had. Mistakes are mistakes, right? But drops are a singular issue for a player that that's something that you have to fix on your own interceptions is not just a singular issue even though josh made some bad throws somebody has to force him into making those throws and somebody has to make those picks so the one that is easily cleaned up to me is is the kansas city chiefs they get players back and, and and a guy who doesn't is not known for dropping balls uh catches them and and, and doesn't continue to drop them um that could be just a pressing issue i just don't know about buffalo and i and, and i'm going along with it just the, you know for, for the same reasons you are it seems like every time they lose they lose that way yeah right so now yeah. it becomes a characteristic and if you want to beat them you just have to do this and it just becomes that easy for these really really good teams so buffalo is at the top of the list the only thing that helps them out a little bit to me is that i think other teams will beat the jets more unless the Jets do what Tony and James said in segment one. Miami is a problem, a serious problem for them in the East because it looks like you have to outscore them in order to beat them. So, uh, yeah, that, that's who I think is in the most trouble. I know Jaguar fans don't hope the Chiefs recover this week, but I do believe in that division the Chiefs could actually go down 0-2 and, and still come back and win it because – I don't trust the rest of the, the people in that division. Buffalo cannot go 0-2 in the East. And the Bengals cannot <laughs> go 0-2 in the North and, and have those same results. Up next, it's time, Tone. Our week one power rankings, the time is here. We will get to those coming up next. All right, it's my opportunity to tell you about Jace Medical. Here's the thing, man. The Jace case provides five life-changing and life-saving life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes is to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians. Get outgoing care from our physicians on any treatment related to questions. Doctor created, doctor recommended. Now, here's the thing. I have pain problems, brother. I have pain problems I deal with every single day. Sometimes even while I record and I don't want to say anything. And you can do something about that. All you got to do is contact Jace Medical. It's simple. You go online, fill out a form, and then you get prescription life-saving medica- medications right to your door. The Jace case gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in emergencies, Jace Medical makes sure you have a medication on hand. Save more than $360 by getting these life-changing and life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using my code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. Today's show is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy the way it should be the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in north america and here's the way it works and by the way as far as winnings go you can earn up to 25 times your money this football season 
All you do is select two to six players and whether they're going to score more or less than their prize picks projections. That's it. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players, stat types make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And can make your picks in 60 seconds or less this is not going to consume your time so you can win big and it's pretty simple you go over or you go more or less for joe burrow which he obviously was way less in week one than his prize picks projection against the browns we'll use another one patrick mahomes more or less passing yards passing touchdowns you can go down the list get in the action right now with prize picks by going to prizepicks.com and checking out all that they have. Again, that is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. And if you use promo code locked on NFL, you'll get a first deposit match up to $100. Again, use promo code locked on NFL at prizepicks.com. All right, Tone, so it's time for power sure. rankings. Yeah, it's time. We're both excited about power rankings. Week one power rankings are here. And I'm not surprised at the top. The San Francisco 49ers, after a dominant win in Pittsburgh, are number one, followed by the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys. The surprise to me is if you would have told me three NFC teams were at the top of these power Mm. rankings coming into the season, I would have been surprised. The Chiefs are fourth, Dolphins fifth, Ravens sixth, followed by the Lions Jaguars, Bills, and Browns. Yeah, man, I was surprised too. And you stole my thunder a little bit because that's exactly what I was sitting here thinking that I was going to be able to talk about. And that is, is that um, the NFC seems to have absolutely caught up with, and I cannot turn this phone off to save my life, man. So I'm just going to hit that real quick. But the, um, the NFC teams have caught up. They've caught up. We all talked about the quarterbacks in the offseason. So much talk about all of the, the really good quarterbacks being in the other conference. And all of a sudden you look up, and it's not just for the sake of the ranking. I really believe that those three teams look the best of any of the teams that we saw this week. So uh, it's going to be uh, very, very critical that we monitor that going forward because those teams – in terms of the Eagles and the Cowboys, they're going to knock each other off. That's going to probably be the biggest game of the season, the way it looks. But I think the Jaguars are too low, but that's me because I'm being a little bit biased. Um, but I think people aren't giving them credit because of the opponent that they beat. So I think that's the thing that's holding them back a little bit. The low, the highest ranked team with a loss are the Chiefs, and that's giving them the benefit of the doubt. And then the highest ranked or the lowest ranked team with that one a game are the, the commanders. And I think it's because of who they beat that you see, you see them down at number 23. So we'll get to more of it. Go ahead and name some more of those teams. Yeah, the Bengals are 11, Packers 12, the Jets 13, followed by the Rams at 14 and Chargers at 15. The Saints come in at 16, and now the back half of the NFL, starting with the Falcons, then the Patriots, the Bucks at 19, Seahawks at 20, Raiders 21, not many surprises here for me, Tone. I do think it's interesting. The Jets still 13th. I would have had them lower, not to be mean to Jets fans. I just think it's tough. Now, without Aaron Rodgers, I would have prob- probably excuse me, had them in the, the New England range, the 18 range, the Saints range, something like that. But overall, I, I, I get a lot of these picks, and it, it makes sense. 
I get it too. I, I, I really do get it and I understand. And it's so I kind of got in trouble for this before because I said that how could you have the Chiefs above the Lions when they just beat them? And the Lions beat them out. So today it's it's a little bit true, right? So people told me don't confuse power rankings with actually how good you think they are. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one of the reasons that a team is proved to be better than other teams because they actually beat them, right? And especially when they beat them at home, uh, even though the Chiefs were missing a couple of people. I'll go through it. Bengals, Packers, Jets, Rams, Chargers. I'm, I'm very, very surprised that, that the Rams at this point already being 14 because – most of the people we, I talked to, and even probably myself, I had the Rams as being one of five or six worst teams in the league, and mm-hmm. here they are up at number fourteen already. Yeah, I think they they performed well. They deserve to be there. We'll see if they can maintain that. They have a tough test against the 49ers this week. Final third of the power rankings: the Minnesota Vikings at twenty-two. They could be in for a long season after an ugly loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You mentioned the Commanders; they're at twenty-three, followed by the Steelers, Titans, and Broncos. The New York football giants are 27, the Colts 28, the Bears, Panthers, Texans, and Cardinals round out 29 through 32. Cardinals played better than I thought, but still, I don't think they have a lot of promise coming into the year. I'll yeah. tell you what, you men- mentioned Minnesota. Let me tie this into what we said earlier. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Jets make a phone call to the Vikings? Since their prospects are so bad, they lost a Tampa. Oh. You think the Jets call them about Kirk Cousins for a one-year rental? Or, maybe if yeah, Go ahead. maybe if they if they could make it work money-wise, I think that's the part that would be really tough. Is how do you work it cap-wise? Now, could they finagle rework Kirk Cousins' deal and add years to it? Yeah, maybe, but. What does that say about Aaron Rodgers, too, who's probably – I would be surprised if he just admitted retirement now. I bet he plans on trying to come back. I really do. So do I. But even then, he's a year older, and you you add another year to those those injuries. You add another year of those injuries. So one thing that I did notice that people were talking about Rodgers, they were saying that – why do you call that protection with him on a three-step drop? And did he hold the ball too long and all this – we can talk about whose fault the play was all we want to all day. And we can talk about whether he's discussed with them. I read a report where he had discussed with them where he hates that because he doesn't want to get rid of the ball real quick. Whether all of that is true or not, you know, it's not about the point that I'm about to make. The point I'm about to make is why do you call those protections that early in the game? It seems like to me that those things will work better once the game has started moving along and the offensive line kind of knows the tendencies of what these guys are doing. And then all of a sudden you do it and you catch them by surprise. To me, those weren't even running down. Those weren't even passing downs. Mm-hmm. Those were running downs where where this was. It was just too early in the game to box yourself into a three-step drop. And I'm just wondering, yeah. like, why, why, why that? Because it happened two or three times. The first time he ran for his life and he got away and he threw the ball out of bounds. And then they did it again. And I'm thinking, like, can you not stand up and block people to start a game? It's like starting the game off shooting three-pointers, or it's like starting the game off backed up in his own, making daring somebody else to shoot. Well, maybe they weren't going to hit a they weren't going to hit a hit anything anyway. Why did you do that? Just don't wait and see what happens. Just you, you just have to at least play it straight up until you get an idea of whether or not you can even mm-hmm. block them or not. It just it's yeah. just weird to me that they did that. Yeah, it's 
it sucks. The whole situation sucks. I hate it for Aaron. I hate it for the Jets. I was hoping they would be good. I think they are good. And now they just have that hole at quarterback. Who knows? Maybe Zach Wilson impresses and can keep the Jets in the top 13 of our power rankings. I like some of the stuff he did last night. Like He wasn't yeah. great, but he was all right. I mean, he wasn't terrible. He didn't lose the game for me, even though he threw a bad pick. So we'll yeah. see how we'll see how it goes. You have to give these young guys a chance. Yeah, uh, and I, I I think they have a chance to compete. I really do. I just think there's too much. Well, I mean, we saw it. They could have been shell shocked and just not responded, mm-hmm. and they responded the right way. We'll see if they can keep it up. Uh, we will keep you up to date on the Jets and all things NFL right here on Locked On NFL. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. And for Tony Wiggins, I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for watching Locked On NFL.